I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome along to the Short Ball Rugby Pass podcast. Uh, it is, uh, what's the date today, Melzi? It's about the 5th of September. 5th? 5th? 5th. Oh, it's 5th. 5th of September. Gee. Congratulations, Melzi. Thanks, mate. Just had a baby. Well, you didn't. Why? Well, yeah. You no. helped. Yeah. yeah. Number two. Number hours? two. Have you slept? Uh, I got a few hours last night. Yeah. So I do the night shift and we've just come out of birth care. So yeah. we've, um, we're going through a little few emotions at the moment, seeing the dog again, who's oh, been neglected sure. over the last couple oh, of days. Okay, understood. understood. So hang on, you, you took care of the baby, but you left the dog what? Just Did you crack the window a little bit and <laughs> throw in some water, or what did you do oh, with the dog? Oh, I just had to keep going back home and opening the door and oh, taking for a walk, stuff okay. like that, you know? Okay, so the dog's okay. He's right. He hasn't pooed inside, which is the main thing. That's fair. Uh, baby has, though. What um, baby's name? Mackenzie. Why did you choose Mackenzie? Uh... Well, we just like the name and the fact that my son, Max, we wanted an M name and right. he loves Damien McKenzie. He actually <laughs> thought that he should have Damien as his middle name. So that would have been a bit weird. McKenzie, Damien, Muliaina. No. So we just went with Junior because that is my, my legal name. Should we get... Um, that's great. Congratulations. Yes. Um, should we get to the, uh, to the real point of today, though? Uh, you owe me oysters. <laughs> you, you owe me oysters, and thank God we didn't. What put, the? We thank God we didn't put an oyster a point on. Forty-four points. The tunny oh, far put on the stags. No, it's. I'm really looking forward to sucking them back. I think at least two dozen from you. I'll do half batted. I'll do half batted, and uh, the rest natural. <laughs> you good with that? Uh, good I'm good, with that? I'm a man of my words. Uh, yeah. I, I'm. Oh, I, I can't I, believe that scoreline. I, I can't believe you took that bet. Tunny far. Uh, on what? Fire. What? Tony far on fire. <laughs> Mate, there's only this second win. Come on, mate. So, who have they got this week? Second win this year. This is a team that won twice in two years before this. Oh, come on. Down there, too. I mean, that's a big win for them. Down there. Massive. We don't like going to Invercargill, Tunnyfar. No. I'm disappointed about the way they, the the stags and their, they need to get their purple work shirts out. They need to get their purple work shirts out this week because they've got a shield challenge on Friday night. Mm. Well, mm. that brings the best out of them, doesn't it? It does. I was there in 2009 when they won that game. What, 9-6? 9-6 was the scoreline? Uh, yep. Robbie Robertson was kicking goals that day. The kid yep. got him over the line. And I was sitting next to Todd Blackadder in the grandstands. <laughs> he was losing his mind. <laughs> they won last game of the season, took the shield back to Invercargill, and then John Hardy playing up Deluxe live on Mark Sainsbury's show. That's right. That was, that was live, wasn't yes, it? Yes, please. That's yes, right. please. Oh, my gosh. Bobby Boo. Hey, uh, big news out of Australia, Millsy. Uh, the Western Force appealing the decision to be uh, kicked out of Super Rugby at the New South Wales Supreme Court. 
Justice Hammerschlag has denied that appeal today, and uh, they are gone. So gone. Gone, I tell you. So uh, we're going to get hold and of Brett Justice Hammerschlag, is, that's, that's the legit yeah, judge? Justice Hammerschlager. There he is, Brett Mackay out of Australia. Uh, Scotty Stevenson, Mills Molina on the short ball today. Uh, big news, Brett. Uh, the Western Forces appeal unsuccessful. Yeah, yeah. Their uh, their their appeal to the New South Wales Supreme Court was dismissed. Um, Justice Hammerschlag uh, ruled that the the arbitration hearing between the Western Force and the ARU uh, was was basically correct in making making the ruling that it did. It, the big surprise to me in all this, Scotty, is that um, is that the, reading through the ruling, the the force and, and rugby WA's uh, argument in arbitration was actually quite narrow and, and just centred around uh, the the whether the existing broadcasting, which was to through through to to, to, to twenty twenty and includes eighteen teams, was then superseded or not by this new deal going through the same end date, but with only 15 teams. And ultimately, yeah. the arbitration ruled that it did, and the New South Wales Supreme Court, uh, in dismissing the case, um, agreed with that ruling. So technically, Western Australian Rugby Union went with the this is bullshit argument and lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's a surprisingly narrow argument, I've got to say. I, I, and I say that because you know, none of it, all this, this you know, documentation, this evidence that they say that they've got about the decision being made back in February... None of that was ever ever presented or tested in court, and, and that sort of feels like a bit of an opportunity missed to me. Britt, where do they go from here? This is in the New South Wales Supreme Court. That appeal has been dismissed. Andrew Forrest, the billionaire backer, and we'll get to him uh, more specifically around his plans, quote-unquote, in a second. But where can they go from here? What system is in place for them to appeal to a higher court? Yeah, so the, so the next avenue um, legally is New South Wales Court of Appeal, um, and then beyond that, we're talking about the High Court of Australia, and uh, it's sort of it's hard to know at the moment what sort of avenue they could possibly go because you know they've had two courts now or two legal avenues now rule that the AAU decision was right. So unless they can come up with something completely new, I'm sort of not really sure that they would actually even be given leave to appeal uh, mm. in a higher court. So. It's sort of, to me at the moment, gut feel, and this is all still very much happening and playing out at the moment, it sort of feels like, you know, we're sort of, the the, the, the legal road that we're rapidly approaching the end of it. Brett, um, has anyone thought of calling Dennis Denudo? Uh He's had some great, <laughs> great success in constitutional Australian law in the past. I'm surprised his name has not come up. Funnily enough, um, it, it sort of feels like that his argument that you know it's 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 the vibe of the constitution, yes, Marbo. That yes. was basically the argument to start with, and, uh, and that's why I say it's surprisingly narrow. Now Mills is here, and um, we've been talking a bit, Brett, about uh, the players involved here. And I, I know Mills wants to ask you about how the players are feeling. I'll put them on. Yeah, I think hi, Brett. Nice to hear from you, mate. I think first and foremost is like, where is this all going, and what's it actually doing for? Um, Australian rugby. I know it's sort of lingering around a bit, but is now, I mean, in your in your view, is now the time to just say, look, Western Force, you know, let's just try and park it, support, you know, the teams they have got, and get on with it. You've got a Wallabies team that played exceptionally well against the All Blacks, and with this all this sort of lingering around, it just sort of seems like the bad taste in people's mouths. And isn't it now a chance to just you know pack things up and say, well, let's get on with the game? You've got a massive. Now, the club rugby last the last finals the last couple of weeks. I mean, the game over there is strong. So, 
But with all this, it just uh, from this side of the Tasman, yeah. it just seems like it's you know it's something that's lingering around and and will continue to do so. And the courts are, are, are damn long. So what's what's your thoughts on that? Logically, Mills, and, and, and rationally, I think you're I think you're right. I think the the last thing we need now is is the game in Australia to be splintering off into into all sorts of different directions. As you say, the the the, the club rugby competitions around the country, and, and they're not just Sydney and you know, Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth, Canberra as well. They, they've all had really good final series. They've all finished the seasons really, really well. Um, you know, the last thing we need now is is you know players at the professional level being potentially torn. Uh, in numerous different ways, but that certainly it certainly feels like that's the way that, that Andrew Forrest wants to uh, wants to send this now. His his plans are, it sounds like are, are reasonably well advanced. He's going to announce announce some details in the coming days. He says as well as you know working out where, what they do in terms of the the, the legal argument. And so um, unfortunately, Mills right at the moment that is a real treading water feel about this. And, and and I and I agree with you. I don't think we can have the the situation where you know next year potentially players aren't eligible to, to, to be picked for the Wallabies because they're playing in yeah. what effectively would be a rebel competition. Uh, someone said on Twitter, Brett, uh, here we go, the World Series of uh, Rugby, and uh, I just want to talk yeah. to you specifically about Andrew Forrest's plans. I mean, ironically for me, here's the Western Australian Rugby Union claiming that the Australian Rugby Union had made the decision back in February. Andrew Forrest now saying, my plans are well advanced for a breakaway league. I mean, you know, if he's claiming one organisation made a decision it's in really advance... Why the hell have we got advanced plans for a breakaway league? And can you explain to me exactly what billionaire Andrew Forrest thinks this competition is going to look like? Yeah, well, a little bit. I can, I can certainly, uh, certainly try and explain a little bit of what he, what he said this morning. He, he basically said that he's looking at, a, at an Indo-Pacific league. Um, I think he said six teams to start with. And he actually said he, he wants to kick it off with, a, with an international fixture that would, would, that would include... The Western Force and a, and a team that quote will surprise everyone. So I'm I'm not sure exactly who that is or who that might be. I don't know how strong a team that could be. Um, but he indicated that they've had uh, that there would be teams from from countries that have approached him and from countries that have publicly stated they would be interested in in some sort of new Indo-Pacific league. Um, and he's and I think it's interesting that he's talking Pacific as well. He's not just talking Indo Asia. He's now talking Pacific as well. So I'd sort of take that to include you know the Pacific Islands in theory, which you know straight away we're talking about a fair chunk of um, of the Southern Hemisphere, and, and in which case brings you know time zones and all those same sort of issues that plague Super Rugby realistically. Um, so he, he he's saying that. Um, in terms, in terms of being able to organise something quickly, he said the ARU doesn't have anywhere near the resources that he does, which is probably a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, you know, ad, ad, advanced plans for him could still have been drawn up in the last few weeks. It, it yeah. was only two weeks ago that he that he talked about, you know, this the idea of this new competition in which the Western Force would play if worse comes to worse. Well, clearly he's um, he, he's been. Scribbling down a few ideas on the back of a coaster somewhere, and uh, he sort of he gave a few details today, but he, he suggested over the over the next few days a new administration for Rugby WA and this new competition would be in, would be announced, and, and we'll have some more details around that. Well, he's got to be sanctioned by World Rugby if he wants this to be official. How the hell is he going to get a sanction yeah. from them to run a competition? And we had the same thing in, a, in uh, the USA with the breakaway 
um, National Rugby Football League uh, as it was and plans to get that afoot and then sanction finally coming for Doug Schoninger's move. So, I mean, there's a lot of water uh, to go under this bridge. But uh, two things to finish with you, Brett. Uh, how is this going to affect the Wallabies' support in Perth against uh, the Boca this weekend? And also, um, what about the Fiji Drua into the NRC? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, the, the 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 marketing team have got the hardest job in the world trying to sell, trying to sell the uh, the test match in Perth. Now, I only just today written written an article, you know, saying to force fans that you know by all means make your statement, but you can't do it by not going to the test because that's the yeah. a, a absolutely surefire way of not being heard. Now that this decision's come down. It's, I mean, if if a force fan said to me, you know, why why should I go? I don't really have an argument against them at the moment, and that's and that's the really funny feeling about it. I, I do hope that Force fans um, do go in numbers. I, I hope it's a massive sea of blue in, in the crowd there at NIB Stadium on Saturday night, and and I hope it sends a sends a real message. I've had I've had messages and, and comments back to me this morning saying maybe what actually needs to happen is that you know the sea of blue turns up in huge numbers inside the stadium. And then walks out five minutes before half time, and that would be huge. That would be a huge statement, which would which couldn't be ignored. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see what what sort of um, what sort of shape that that takes uh, over the next few days, and, and of course on on Saturday night, because yeah, as you say, the Wallabies have got a, a huge task at hand now in beating what's becoming a fast resurgent Springbok side, who um, you know who's who are. I think a lot better than we perhaps realise, or a lot yeah. further advanced in their in their plans to. To revitalise it, um, it's, it's funny that this time last year we were having all sorts of concerns about Alistair Kutsi as a coach, but all of a sudden now he's, you know, he's a he's a, he's a genius. Whatever he's done, yeah. he's worth a treat. And the box are playing really good, really physical, really fast rugby too. And so um, I think it's actually going to be a really, really entertaining test, which I'm very much looking forward to. But it, the, the what happens on the field is absolutely going to be overshadowed by what happens off the field now. And so yeah, that's that's the same at all. Mm, and right. Fiji, yeah, they were, they were absolutely fantastic. The Andrua, they're, I mean, they're, I think they're going to take maybe a few games to get into the, you know, week in, week out, you know, grind. Dare I, dare I use the word of, uh, of the NRC? But they're absolutely going to, going to compete well at this level. They scored some fantastic tries. That the, the, the fullback uh, Pasebi, I think his name is, scored two absolutely brilliant tries in the first half. One of which, if you haven't seen, I think the second try he scored. Is absolutely worth pulling out of the highlights reel. It's mm. absolutely cracker, um, and and that's what we're going to see from them then this year. Will, do they, will they make the the, the, the semi-finals? I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I reckon they'll absolutely take some scouts um, over the next couple of months of the NRC. Awesome, Brady. Hey, thanks very much for the chat, mate. We're uh, going to watch Perth with interest and uh, see what those Western Australian fans are up to, and uh, also follow Andrew Forrest's grand plans. Always great to talk to you, buddy. Good on you, mate. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Mills. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, Britt McKay out of Australia. They've got, mate, they've got more issues than National Geographic Australian rugby. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, and the timing couldn't be worse for them. No. I mean, this test match has been on the agenda, must have been set for at least a year. Yeah. You make that decision against Western Australia and then say, hey, but turn up and, and watch the Australian team play while we absolutely torch your community rugby. Yeah. Good luck. I know. I mean, the way that Brett was talking about, you know, um, what Andrew Forrest was, uh, was uh, talking about, it actually sounds... Well, a little bit exciting, but that's all it sounds like, you know. So, but, yeah, but there's, there's precedent just... in Australia. I mean, don't, don't. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Get me wrong, I'm not trying to poo-poo Andrew Forrest, but I mean, there is precedent. We, yeah. we have World Series cricket because a private backer came in and said... I want to have a cricket competition for television. Yeah. Andrew Forrest can do that. The ARU squandered, what is the report, $770 million over the last 10 years. Yeah. Andrew Forrest a billionaire. He's quite right to say, I've got more money than you because ARU keeps saying we've got no money. So yeah. who knows what can happen here? And uh, I'd watch that space with interest because, as you mentioned to Brett, the Shoot Shield final, 20,000 there. Up at Ballymore for the Queensland Club final, a big crowd in attendance there. The grassroots of the game, I feel an uprising here in yeah. Australian rugby, and it's got to start at that level and work its way up. It can't start at the top and work its way so down. So is what Andrew Forrest is actually trying to create, is that what they need? Is that what the, the, the club rugby in Australia needs? Something professional well, in there that he is? Or well, it just and you know, what, what, what an irony it would be if an Australian private investor mm. somehow managed to bring together teams from the Pacific to play in a regular club yeah. competition based in Australia. Yeah. What would our administrators be thinking then? Oh, exactly. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. And this team that's going to surprise everyone. <laughs> the Torres Strait Islanders deserve their own <laughs> rugby team. They've provided so much talent to the NRL. We've got to get back to Kiwi footy, uh, Milsey. Yeah. Last week on the podcast, uh, we questioned what was wrong with Auckland rugby. Uh, and in 80 minutes, we saw it all uh, against Harbour in the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah. That was... Dead set, the most lame performance I have seen from an Auckland side in 40 years of watching that team play. Yeah, well, I only managed to watch the highlights because I was a little bit busy. But I think when we spoke about it last week, you know, I didn't expect this scoreline. I didn't, you know, when you've got guys in there of uh, super rugby experience, of all black experience, and then they go, I mean, don't get me wrong, Harbour has got a all right, we spoke about it last night. They've yeah, got a great let's, team. Let's park them to one side yeah. because they deserve all the Absolutely. praise in the world. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong. But when have you seen a team in blue and white hoops get torched like that? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was abysmal, I think. Uh, and, you know, just what is going wrong with Auckland rugby? You know, their the, the under-19s and, and stuff we were talking about last night were a fantastic Mate, they, the development. They put, about, they put about 60 on Harbour and the curtain raiser. Yeah. So that's their under-19 team, right? They're putting 60 on Harbour and the Can you imagine them watching, going after putting 60 on the Harbour and then watching the (laughs) A-team go out and get dealt to? Yeah, I understand that you're going to have a whole lot of people come in and say, I'll have you, I'll have you, I'll have you. There's four franchises outside of Auckland that can get a pick of players. There's 13 other provinces in the first division and the top floor of the competition. They're going to go want to pick players. Players are going to finish school, go elsewhere for study. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, okay. 
what do we actually look at? What's going? Well, let's 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 do what all. I should be careful about the way I phrase this. You know, as as a rugby player, former rugby player, the blame game starts now, isn't it? And who do we actually who are we who are we blaming here? Do we go after the coach? Do we go after the uh, the the players? I mean, from what you've seen, Sumo, I, I think some of those players need to put their hand up. You know. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And you've got players on their field who just did not look like they knew what the game plan was. Mm. Uh, so is that a player responsibility or, or are the coaching staff not getting a message through or is it a, a mixture of both? I don't know. But what I do know is 1.5 million people live in Auckland and they should have a rugby team that they can be proud of. Yeah. And uh, if anyone on that Auckland side wants to give me a call and say I was proud of what I put out there on Saturday, uh, on Sunday afternoon, I'll welcome the call. And, and I will guarantee not one of them would. Mm. And how can you? How can you, when a team that has only beaten you six times before, yeah. puts 57 points? And it's the points. battle of the bridge, mate. It's the battle of the bridge. That yeah. trophy, it's, it's come off the bridge. <laughs> it's come off the bridge, it's I come know. a little bit off the bridge, That's mate. right. So, oh, I mean... I, I just, you know, New Zealand rugby is making Auckland rugby a priority. It's one of their priorities, to get people engaged with rugby in Auckland. They've got guys like Kevin Mialama, who's operating in an ambassadorial role for rugby in this city. Mm. Uh, Counties Monaco, which takes a lot of the South Auckland market, they're going okay. They've won some championships. They've won the Ranfurly Shield in the last four years. Yeah, the majority of their players are heading down south, though. You well, know? They so, are, because you know? they're tied up with the Chiefs, so yeah. they feel they've got a significant pathway there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what has Auckland got at the moment? Auckland's got the worst-performing Super Rugby franchise. Yeah. It's now got a team that used to be lay down Mazir, anchor your multi on, yeah. and now you're sitting there <laughs> looking 50 go on board. One and three to start the season, Auckland. Yeah, uh, no, you know, come on, I mean, not good enough, and and not so good the, enough for the city to have and, a team and, like that. No, you're absolutely right, and they do look disjointed. They do, and, and I've been in teams where, you know, you sit there and the coach is saying one thing, and you know, all of a sudden it's kind of like, well, yeah, I've got to actually do that, um, but then it all just becomes all muddled up. Now, I think the the guys will go and try the absolute best. You know, they'll go out this week and whoever they're playing, and and try their best, but. You know, there's, there's no use trying by yourself because everyone else will do the same and it will just go downhill. So they need to get something together. They need a crisis meeting. And when I say crisis, they need to sit down and actually probably pull things back a little bit and just, one, get a little bit of pride in the jersey, which is always, you know, touted when uh, something like this happens. And yep. then just get a plan together about going out and playing a simple game. And even if it's boring, you know, get back to the basic stuff and hopefully they can come back from the, this. The Great Auckland eras weren't famous because they played the most exciting rugby. No. They just crushed you. Yeah. They crushed your will to live. Yeah, exactly. Now, this team needs to get back to that. Yeah. You know, in those eras where the, where the team went, what, 65 defence to the Ranfurly Shield, it wasn't because they were tearing the game a new one. Yeah. Because they were just playing percentage footy and they were very good at it and, and everyone believed that they were unbeatable. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, you say they all believe they're unbeatable. They had a little bit of arrogance about them. Totally. And they created that arrogance and they, they knew they were better. They knew every time they were going to go out there, they were going to win. Backed it up though, right? A, a criticism of nowadays of the Auckland and, and possibly a little bit with the Blues is that they've kind of taken their attitude on, on board as well. They've tried to go back to, to history and sort of create something similar to that. The problem is they're, they're a little bit disjointed and they're not winning. You know, and so when that happens, and you go back to an attitude where it's you try and be a little bit arrogant, um, and it backfires. You know, what do you go to next? And so, 
I mean... Oh, I hope they sort it out. I mean, you know, Nick White's a great guy. Jeff Moon's given a lot to Auckland Rugby absolutely. over a long period of time. You know, there's a lot of those players in there who should be coming back from Super Rugby and absolutely beasting this competition. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they weren't last weekend. They weren't the weekend before. They weren't in week one. They weren't last uh, Saturday night or whenever they play. They weren't on Wednesday. Yeah, they just haven't. No. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't want to be in the jersey, that's fine. I'm going to question a player's bravery getting out there and, and getting into the gig because that's what they do. But, you know, yeah, come on. You've got to come down a level and you've got a beast. And speaking of coming down a level, the Australian, uh, the New Zealanders, uh, unfortunately, are coming down a level this weekend against Argentina. Uh, here's a Pumas side with uh, zero evidence of improvement over <laughs> two years. Zero. <laughs> Zero. They started all right. They no, didn't have to no, before, they? no, no. Super Rugby is going to make your rugby stronger. Haguaro's uh, absolute shite, and Argentina in this competition. You, you go through their numbers. There's not a single stat they lead in. In fact, they're behind in everything. They're behind in tackle success. They're behind in lineout success. They're behind in ruck success. They play the, throw the fewest passes. They throw the fewest offloads. They make the fewest meters. They've scored the fewest points. Get a grip. What's yeah, going on here? We, didn't we, you spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago that they did manage to keep South Africa at bay in terms of their running metres. Or is that just because South Africa were shite? I, just, I, I mean, does anyone truly believe that Argentina are going to come to New Zealand and and challenge the All Blacks? I don't, I don't think... There's definitely no way they'll win. No way at all. But I think if... Creevy, he's, he's key, the captain. No, if he gets going and the All Blacks start in the way they started last week, they might be get a couple of tries and that's it. And then... <laughs> I said, I mean, that's my point, right? And then what is in this for the All Blacks? They've got South Africa waiting. It's going to be interesting. I think South Africa beats the Wallabies this weekend in Perth. Uh, I yeah. just think there's too much going on in Australian rugby. Yeah. Too many distractions. I think South Africa get over there in Perth where it's basically Bloemfontein light anyway. Mm. They get more fans to the game than the Wallabies do. They beat them. They come over here. It's not a big march for them to get to New Zealand. I think they are going really to be yeah. absolutely massive at QBU yeah. Stadium. And this could be a chance for um, you know Steve Hansen and Co to say, well, Rob, you know, here's here's the things that didn't go quite right against Australia. I'm suspecting, you know, the ruck D wasn't wasn't as flash. Set piece was pretty good. You know, let's go out here. We're going to get we're going to have a big sort of. Um, well, similar to South Africa in terms of the size. Let's go out and try and um, you know play a different sort of style and you know try new things and then sort of prepare. They won't admit it. Uh, in so public. you th- you think this is a preparation game? Yeah, well, treating it is. As such. I mean, it is. I mean, South Africa. They've got the perfect opportunity now. They get to Perth. It's only six hours from here. They win that game. All of a sudden, they come down here and it's going to be a massive game. So it could be. It, it is. I think it's an opportunity for them to try a couple of new things that uh, they've probably put perhaps put in their back pocket. Um, now that the Bledisloe Cup's Cup's back in the cabinet, you know their focus now is making sure that they are um, the Nelson Mandela. Um, the Freedom state. Cup, Freedom Cup, mate. Freedom yeah, Cup. There you go. One of the most well-known trophies we play for, right up slide the DHL Cup in 2010. DHL. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's the thing, right? They're they're going to make changes. Uh, Izzy Dag's got to come back in their back three, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Provide just some experience. Ben yeah. Smith's gone on a sabbatical. Where does he go? Where does he play? I think he plays wing. Yeah. I think you leave McKenzie at fullback. Yeah. And the reason you leave McKenzie there is because they seem obsessed with making sure McKenzie gets touches at first receiver. Yeah. He's not going to be able to do that on the wing. Yeah. And he doesn't play on the wing anyway. So yeah. either you're playing him at 10 or you're playing him at 15. Mm. And they don't like Dag at fullback. 
So Dag naturally goes to the wing. They've said he's not a fullback at international level anymore. So surely it's just a natural selection. Yeah, yeah. No, no I, I tend to agree with that. But going on your point about McKenzie and getting him in the first receiver, like I didn't really didn't really like that last that last game. And I think you know he played an outstanding game in, in, in Sydney and then the All Blacks almost tried to get him involved as much as they could or offset piece and his game really is based around the phase play stuff sometimes he even goes backwards right yeah. you know when he gets the ball counter attacking he's going backwards all of a sudden you know darts around darts around bang hole but they kind of put well I think they put a little bit of bit, bit too much pressure on him um, in, in terms of t- trying to create something we've seen a lot of mistakes you know which you haven't seen from him uh, in Super Rugby early on in the game I, too. I want Barrett to have 300 touches in the game yeah you know, I, I want to see Barrett play like a traditional 10, mm. where basically he's running the show. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sta- I'd like standing, to see it too. Right, like- because, I mean, the, the, the first of Barrett's tries last week, he was about five metres offside anyway. No one picked that up yeah, yeah. from behind the scrum. Um, the second try is just a miracle play, uh, which he's become used to putting out there on the field. I just want to see him involved yeah. in every play. Yeah. Kicking downfield when they need to kick, with the touches, with the offloads, with the passes. I don't know how Bowden Barrett becomes the game manager we want him to become, yeah. unless he's in that position, touching the ball all the time. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see the traditional um, sort of, well, as you say, the traditional ten come out of him. You know, we, we all know what he can do, um, you know, with ball in hand and some of the magical stuff that we did. But when you sort of bring it right down, I was quite surprised that uh, you know um, Lima Sapuanga. Was, was fantastic. When you look at a classic sort of 10, he came on and he totally. sort of changed the, the momentum a little bit, even that last try. And I know, um, you know, Bowden ended up scoring it, but, you know, his ability to just be able to sort of linger around and then get that ball and then he was a hero. So he needs to sort of um, manage the game a bit more. And, you know, we talked about the early mistakes. Sonny Bill was, you know, copped a lot of criticism for his hands and he'll be the first person to put his hand up and say, look, I, I dropped a few. But when you come back to the, to the the unit, and when I talk unit, I'm talking you know the nines, the tens, and the twelves. They'll go back and assess that. They'll go and say, well, what happened here? And there was a ball that went down. I mean, I think they called an ID, um, and that's down to lack of communication because one, Barrett's calling the calls, and so um, when both twelve and thirteen don't know who's getting it, um, you've got to go back and say, well, you know, is he managing the game right? And that's all we want to see. You know, fantastic with the and the, the magical stuff. But you know, particularly when we're going to play someone like South Africa, who's you know they're going to want to you know play a more structured game. We need him to man- manage the game a bit better. I tell you what's the great thing about this test is that as soon as you call on a replacement flanker to the All Blacks, Sam Kane makes the most remarkable recovery. He's good to go. <laughs> oh, you should, mate, these guys should be doctors, not coaches. I mean, amazing. Yeah, he's I mean, good to go. White Crockett's good to go. Uh, look, I, I, look, I can't see a contest here. I, I really can't. I think the All Blacks win this by forty points. Yeah, yeah, I, I. I I agree with you on that. I think they're going to run away with it easily. So, but it's funny that I think you know why it's been out for three weeks. I thought it was a um, standard three week sort of stand down. Um, standard three week stand down in professional rugby, Millsy. Come yeah. on. So yeah, you, but you're right. Yeah, no, I, I think I think the All Blacks run away with this easily. So, but I'm still looking forward to it. You now going down to, to New Plymouth, and I think for the people of Taranaki, it'll be you know it's another chance to have another test match here, which should be. Great. Perfect night in paradise. That's it for the short pool this week. Thanks to Brett McKay for joining us out of Australia. Wow, what issues they have over there. And uh, the All Blacks in action. So the Springboks, the Wallabies and the Pumas, the Rugby Championship. All of that, of course, you can catch on rugbypass.com. Subscribe today and get your rugby fix later.